I'm Sarah. And I'm Emily. And welcome to Strange and Sinister, where we will be talking about true crime, psychology, conspiracy theories, mysteries, and all things spooky and weird. Today, I'm going to be talking about the murder of Skylar Niece. <gasps> Have you heard of this case? I, okay, I've heard the name. Yeah. Definitely. I've definitely heard the name Skylar Niece, but I don't even remember like the detail at all. It's wild. I don't and remember. Yeah, we'll get into it. We'll get uh, into it's it. It's quite horrific and it's very emotionally upsetting. The murder is so senseless. And like, you'll understand why at the end of it. Uh-huh. Um, but she was really young. She was 16 years <gasps> old. Yeah. Oh my God. And she was an only child to parents that really adored her. And when they lost their daughter, they lost their whole world. Oh my God. Yeah, hearing like her parents talk about like the loss of their daughter is really hard. And the father's been the one to mostly be public about it. And the way he just like holds himself together when he's talking about his daughter is like heartbreaking. And the mother's been a little more silent when it comes to, like, interviews, but she's been really active on social media. Gotcha. Yeah. Indy, for the record, Indy is chowing down over there. So if you hear a little nugget eating. (laughs) It's just Indy. It's just Indy eating her dinner. So we're going to talk about Skylar. She was really bubbly and kind and all around a beautiful person. She was super caring and compassionate. Uh, The way people talk about her, she seems like the type of person anyone would be lucky to have as a best friend. Yeah, she was really sweet. Uh, She was smart. She was an honor student. She had a 4.0 GPA. Yo. Which, yeah. And she also had a part-time job. She was really hardworking. She worked at Wendy's. Stop. She literally was getting it. So responsible. Yeah. And she wanted to grow up and be a criminal defense lawyer. Oh, my God. What a queen. Yes. But we'll learn like any teenager, she was still learning about friendship and she dealt with feeling left out and she dealt Mm -hmm. with loneliness. Same. Uh, Especially at 16. She was talked about as if she was pretty popular, but she's really only close to a few people. And it seems like leading up to her disappearance, uh, those people that were closest to her were kind of separating themselves from her so she was really feeling the effects of that Skylar's full name was Skylar Annette Niece and she was born on February 10th 1996 it makes her an Aquarius come on Aquarius Jeff's an Aquarius I love Aquarius they're so like weird and smart and thoughtful Mm -hmm. they're like my favorite sign my roommate's an Aquarius too really yeah I can see it for sure get an Aquarius man right and Aquarius Queen. Yep. Skylar grew up around Morgantown, West Virginia. She was born in Cheat Lake, but she ends up moving after her freshman year of high school to Star City, which was really close, so she was still going to the same schools. She just moved houses? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, she moved into an apartment. She lived on the ground level of an apartment oh. complex. Oh. With her mom and dad. Okay. Who are named Dave and Mary Niece. Okay. And as I said before, they adored Skylar and they were really good parents to her because she was their only child and she was their entire world. Aww. Yeah. In second grade, Skylar met Sheila Eddie and Sheila became her best friend growing up. 
they didn't go to the same school, but for many years they did play dates, they did sleepovers. They were incredibly close and Dave and Mary like took Sheila in as their second daughter. Like Aww. Sheila was so comfortable being there. She would like come in, she didn't even have to knock. Okay. Yeah. That's cute. And she came from like a broken family, mm-hmm. sort of. Her parents divorced when she was really young and her dad was on disability. Same, same queen. <laughs> yeah. And there were also just a lot of rumors about her just being a little bit more careless and wild and not having that structure that Skylar had with her parents. Mm-hmm. And when she got older, she actually moved closer. So they got to go to the same high school. Oh, okay. Yeah. And in high school, they end up meeting another girl named Rachel Shope. Rachel Shope. And Rachel was an only child too, like Skylar and like Sheila. So they kind of became sisters to each other because... That's crazy. Siblings at home. I don't know very many people who are like only child, like only children. Yeah, especially in high school. Like having that kind of bond. Oh yeah. They really did become close, and they were super close. And people described them as sisters and as inseparable. Absolutely. um, That freshman year of their high school, and Sheila was also kind of their leader. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Rachel came from a pretty affluent family. Uh, She was raised really Christian, and before she transferred to their high school, she went to a Catholic school in the area. Mm -hmm. And everyone kind of saw Sheila as the bad influence on them. Like all their other friends would kind of look at them and see that Sheila was sort of encouraging them to be rebellious. Mm -hmm. That's And she's the one who went to the Catholic school? Rachel. That's Rachel. Mm-hmm. Sheila's the one that Skylar grew up with. Okay, okay. She was from the troubled family. Yes. Okay. And then... And Sheila was like the leader. Yeah, and she was okay. also the leader. And then and Rachel she was like a little kind bit of came into this group, and she'd come from the Christian background. Her okay. parents were divorced too, but it seemed like her kind of home life was way more structured. And yeah, going to church was a really important part of their family. Okay. Sorry, I'm confused. No, you're good. It's a lot of names. But nothing they're doing is really far-fetched for teenagers. Like, they're drinking, they're smoking weed, like, they're staying mm-hmm. out past curfew. But that's kind of it. And they're pretty much only doing it with each other, it seems. And they're all 16? So, yes, they're At 16. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, this is, like, freshman year. This kind of encompasses their freshman year, like, all being really close together. And then we'll move into their sophomore year. Okay. That's kind of when things start to change. Okay. And their friend group. Because as teenagers, being a group of three, jealousy is going to happen. There's going to be times where like two are closer and then one starts to feel like a third wheel. Mm-hmm. And this is what happened um, specifically with Skylar. Uh, she started to feel like the third wheel. Aww. Which if you see it from her perspective, Sheila's been her best friend since they were eight years old. And then Rachel comes in and it's all good for like a year. And then suddenly they're super close to each other. And Sheila's, not Sheila, Skylar, so many S names, <laughs> is being left out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's super valid. That's yeah. so valid. Like that's your bestie since day one. Yep. And like some other girl, she'll say, come in and start hanging out with your bestie. No, 
Uh, Rachel and Sheila both have boyfriends at this time and they're sexually active. Uh, and it seems like they're, they become bigger partiers than Skylar ever was. They're drinking and they're smoking a lot more and they're really starting to exclude Skylar. So they're making plans without her, but they're also making sure that Skylar knows that these plans will happen or did happen. And they're also planning outfits on purpose to match each other to leave Skylar out. Like they were kind of being mean about it. Oh my gosh, that's awful. Teenagers are gross. Teenagers do the most to make people feel bad about themselves. Yeah. I just don't get it. Yep. Uh, I wasn't and, a teenager once, so I yeah. guess I do get it. Yeah. And most people do grow out of it, but yes. teens can be really mean. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So it's actually at a sleepover. The three are drinking and hanging out, and Sheila and Rachel end up having sex. And Skylar's there. She sees this, and we know it because she recorded it in her diary that investigators later like go back and see. But yeah, she sees them like being intimate and she ends up getting in a huge fight with Sheila about it. And that's kind of that's all that's said about that incident, but it's really painting a picture of what's going on, sort of, but it's also yeah. just adding a lot of confusion. Okay. That's kind of the extent of it, but there's rumors at school that Sheila and Rachel are like experimenting, but no one's like out as anything. No one's out as bisexual or gay or being in a relationship. Yeah, I mean, high schoolers be experimenting. I mean, that's the, t- yeah, that is like the that's time not, to do it. I don't yeah. think that's very like, this out is of all the ordinary. super far fetched. Yeah. Um, yeah, after you've been drinking, like you're hanging out with your friends and you're like, I, it's, it's not. No really... judgment on that or no like real, like nothing about that really. It's. But if you see it from Skylar's perspective, she's starting to feel more and more excluded from them. Oh, absolutely. And then she finds out, oh, they're also like they're also having sex with each, with each other. other. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, absolutely. I would feel so left she's out. upset and confused and like trying to make sense of it all mm-hmm. during this time. After this, just the tension continues to grow between these three girls. And social media plays a big part in this case. Okay. So it's this is all happening in 2012. Oh. Yeah. I oh, my gosh. I didn't mention that, really. But 2012. Okay. No, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, 2012. And they were all extremely active on Twitter, especially Sheila. And their Twitters, I think, at least Sheila's for sure. She's the Sheila's the Twitter I looked at today. It's still They're up? They're still up. Yeah. <gasps> oh, yes. my gosh. I always find that so fascinating. Right? When social media posts and like big cases are and still up. Sheila's Twitter especially is very telling. She posts a lot. I mean constantly. Like she treats her whole life. Her Twitter is like her life feed. Like she's updating on everything. I'm looking at like her most recent tweets that happened in April, I think, of the following year. And they were like 30 tweets a day or something like just an insane amount of tweets that really there was no substance to at Mm -hmm. all she was just constantly tweeting and Skylar tweeted a lot too and so did Rachel but not nearly as much as Sheila like I don't even think combined they got near to what Sheila was tweeting yeah she was really active on Twitter and they also did a lot of subtweeting and like taking out their frustrations on Twitter, so mm-hmm. I'll be sharing a lot of the tweets that they made throughout this. Okay. Um, Maybe everything. adding each other. Yeah. 
not even at each other. Not even, just subtweeting, just, <laughs> yeah, just being vague. Yep. But we know it's about them. Interesting. Okay. Still very like high school girl behavior. And just to kind of flash forward to mm-hmm. July 5th, 2012. This is the last day that Skylar's seen before she disappears. She tweets, you doing shit like this is why I will never completely trust you. And she also tweets that day, or that night, actually. All I do is hope. What? So she's feeling things. She's in her feels. And I will say these things are quite obviously about Sheila slash Rachel, just from everything else going on. Like, yeah, it's about them. So on Thursday night, July 5th, 2012, Skylar finishes her shift at Wendy's at 10 p.m. When she gets home, she kisses both her parents goodnight, and then she goes to her room. The next day, on Friday, July 7th, to Skylar's parents, it's just a normal day. They think Skylar is sleeping in her room. They go to work the day her father has to be home midday so that Skylar can take their car to get to her 4 p.m. shift at Wendy's. Okay. So they share cars. Um, okay, yeah. So he was going to come home. And let her use and his car. And let her use his car. Yeah. Okay, cute. So he arrives home at midday and notices that Skylar isn't anywhere to be found. And her door is locked, but there's no sound coming from the room. And she's not sleeping. Like, that's not, she's not someone who, like, sleeps in that late. Yeah. So he becomes really concerned that she's not there or that something's wrong. And he's eventually able to get the door open. And that's when he discovers that she's not there. So at that point, he thinks, all right, Skylar must have sneaked out. Because she had before. Like, she wasn't a super rebellious teen, but Mm -hmm. she had, like, snuck out before. Yeah. uh, With Sheila and Rachel, I think, specifically. But it doesn't make sense that if she did that, why she wasn't back now. Because it's later It's the the next day. day. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, Skylar's responsible enough, even if she's going to go out and do these, like, teenager things and break the rules, like, she's not going to worry her parents. Like, she loves her parents. She's going to be back in the morning. And she's going to be ready for her shift at the wind. Yeah. So Dave, at some point, goes outside, and he walks around the side of their apartment building, and they're on the ground level, um, and he sees a stool placed outside of Skylar's bedroom window. So she'd used it to help get out. And also be able to get back in easier when she came back later that night. That is so smart. I never would have thought of that. I just would have struggled to get in and out of the window. Not that I ever snuck out in high school. I definitely did. But (laughs) it was not through my window because my window was on the second floor of my parents' house. So it was through like the garage man door, like the door on the side of the garage. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Sorry, mom. (laughs) I never snuck out in school. I was so, I was such a goody douche. I only did like twice. Like definitely not more not than a regular three thing. times. No. <laughs> it was not a regular thing. I was not that cool or rebellious. I think I literally just wanted to watch a movie with my friend and my mom said yeah. no. And I was like, well, well I'm going to do I'm it I'm going to go anyway because what else yeah. am I going to do tonight? So Dave is really freaked out right now and he calls mary skylar's mom and he asks her if she's heard from skylar and she hasn't and she's not super worried she's trying to remain calm um she's thinking she's probably out with friends or she's out at the pool like it's summer she doesn't want to overreact at this point indy <laughs> so all of our 
listeners, if you know how to train a cat to not be feral, <laughs> <laughs> let me know. So Mary says before they like overreact, they should wait till 4 p.m. because that's when Skylar's supposed to be at Wendy's. If she's okay, she's not gonna miss her shift. She's super reliable. She's never missed a shift before. They agree to wait till 4 p.m. before they overreact. And in the meantime, Dave calls Sheila and he asks her if she's seen Skylar or knows anything about where she could be. And Sheila says that they talked on the phone at 12 p.m. the night before, but she has no idea where she could be now. Sure, I guess. So Mary comes home and Wendy's is actually the one to call Skylar's parents and tell them that Skylar hasn't shown up to her shift. Oh, no. Yeah. So really, now they really know something's wrong. Oh, yeah. Like, Skylar doesn't disappear like this. She wouldn't run away. She doesn't have a reason to run away. And she's super close to her parents and knows, like, they would be worried. I know she she would have rolled up to Wendy's, too. Yeah, that too. If you're 16, that's your job. That's, like, your main source of income. Like... When I was 16 and working, like, I made sure I was there because that's the only money I got, you know? So they call Sheila again, actually, to figure out more because in their eyes, they're like, Sheila's her best friend. They kind of know about the tension going on, but they don't know to, like, be extreme what's going on. Mm -hmm. So they still consider Sheila, like, their daughter, and they know that Sheila is Skylar's best friend. So they call her again and they ask her if anything else is going on. And Sheila says the same thing. Like they talked on the phone at midnight. That's really all she knows. And then Sheila actually calls back like 15 minutes later. And she's like, actually, that's not what happened. I have to come clean about something. And she says that her and Rachel actually picked up Skylar at around 11 o'clock to go riding around town, but she brought her back an hour later. She was home by midnight and she dropped her off down the road. Skylar didn't want her parents to like wake up with her being dropped off. So she was dropped off down the road and was gonna walk home back to her apartment. But if you live in an apartment, you could have been dropped off in the complex. Like That's suspicious. That's all suspicious. Yes. Like, why would you lie at first? Like, you have no reason to lie at first. I mean, I Unless guess like you don't wanna get in really trouble. She really didn't think something was wrong at that point and she was like, I don't want to get Skylar in trouble if Skylar's just out with somebody. Like, right. so she's just going to be like, oh, we just talked on the phone at midnight. Like, she thinks she's being a good friend at that point. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe it's super sus. I, I mean, I guess in hindsight, it's going to be sus. So now they're really freaking out. So they call the police and they start a neighborhood search and police come over and they start going door to door in the complex to see if anyone saw something or knows something suspicious. And Skylar's mom actually remembers that the apartment complex has surveillance footage. So they go to the office and with the landlord, they go back and look at the footage. And at this point, actually, Sheila's there, Sheila's mom is there, Dave and Mary are there, and then the police are there too. And they all look at this footage. Okay. Did they ever contact Rachel? about any of this? Rachel right now is not She's there not for, here this. for this. And I know at some point she goes out of town for a few days, but I don't know when. Okay. So at 12.31, Skylar is seen outside of their apartment getting into a car. 
but the footage is grainy. It's really hard to see even what kind of car it is, but they kind of suspect that it's an SUV. That's all they have to go on. And this is at 1231. Okay. I remember Sheila said, yeah, we went out joyriding. I dropped her off at midnight. Oh. Which police don't actually even go back in the footage to see what happened earlier. They just look at what happened after midnight and they see that. Oh. So they don't even like. They don't even check They just Sheila's trust story. Sheila's story. Yeah, they just trust her at that point because it's, it's Skylar's best friend. Yeah. So they're going to trust her. I guess, but you think they still would have yeah, looked at that footage. Like, come on. Yeah. It's a teenager. Like, I don't know. Right? Teenagers lie. Right? Like, even if they're even if it's nothing bad, friends right? and it's nothing bad, like, teens lie. Right. I don't know. Okay. So seeing this, the police see that Skylar left on her own accord. They tell the parents not to worry too much for a few days that she likely just ran away. No! Yeah, and that's the absolute worst thing <sighs> that police can assume this early when a child is missing. I hate that. First of all, even if they are runaways, like even if you know for a fact they're a runaway, they're still unsafe. Right? Like they're still, they put themselves in a vulnerable situation. They're probably mixed up with people that aren't trustworthy. Like that child still needs to be looked for. Like, you know, just say, oh, they're a runaway. They'll come back when they feel like it. We're not gonna look for them. Like what? Ah, that's the worst. And like, I feel like, especially in like, 2012 like we have progressed yeah. I think you would have learned by then that kids don't run away like that especially right. Skylar like right. if it's a repeated thing yeah certain teens repeatedly run away from home but even then like whatever I won't get into that but Skylar that's not her she didn't run away so Dave and Mary like know their daughter they know she didn't run away but at this point it's either that or it's something much worse that's what the parents want to believe. That's what they hope it is. But they know that that's not what it is. But the police tell them to wait. <gasps> yeah. To wait? Yep. Oh, God. No. I can't. Like, that is just the worst thing you can do when your child yeah. goes missing is just wait. Yeah. Like, but what are you going to do in that time? You're not going to sleep. I know. Like, what are you going to do? Like, you can't sleep. If your kid is out there and you know that... They didn't just run away. Yeah. Waiting. Like, that's a, that's literally a joke. Like, it's a joke. Yeah. What are you going to do? So the police do investigate and do some interviews, though. They wait a few days. They wait until July 9th. I remember this all happened, like, the evening of the 5th into the morning of the 6th. Oh. Um, they wait till the 9th to interview anyone. And they interview Sheila. Sheila tells the same story. She told the parents that she and Rachel picked up Skylar at around 11 o'clock and they dropped her off before midnight. But the interviewers are picking up on some real like negative energy from Sheila. She's coming off as quite narcissistic and she's not that concerned about Skylar. She's more concerned about the investigation itself. Mm. And there's also just this lack of emotion from Sheila when it comes to Skylar. Weird. Yeah, like that's her best friend. Her best friend's missing and she's not like she's not asking stressed. the right question. Right. She's not stressed about Skylar. She's stressed about the investigation, which that is a red flag. That's big red, red flag, flag number and one. And the police like know this. They're like, okay, so Sheila's lying about something. She's like covering for Skylar or something. Like she's not mm-hmm. telling the whole truth. 
So the next day, on the 10th, is when police contact Rachel. And Rachel acts like she doesn't even know Skylar was missing. And she was at some point, I'm kind of vague on the details of this, she was out of town for a few days, I think, in between the disappearance and now. But she just acts like completely oblivious to the fact that her best friend is missing. And obviously she's still in contact with Sheila and like everybody probably in that town was talking about a 16 year old missing, but she's acting like she's never heard of this. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yes. Like, I just don't. Like she had no idea Skylar was missing. Girl, what do you mean? Yeah. Like, if Skylar what? hasn't texted in y'all's group chat for three days. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Your best friend hasn't tweeted in, in th- four yeah, days. In four or five days. Like, You're really? not going to be like, I wonder what's up. I wonder where she is. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That is suspicious. So they have Rachel come in for an interview and she actually doesn't even show up to the interview. <gasps> they have to reschedule. And she ends up coming in then and telling the exact same story that Sheila did. And the police are again a little sus. They kind of get the vibe that these stories are rehearsed. Like that's how similar they are. Like they practiced beforehand with each other what they were gonna say. To the oh, police. the details are just too. Yeah. Too I mean, there's not insane. much that they say. They're only saying, "Yeah, we picked her up at this time. We dropped her off at this time." But that is. It's just yeah. still very like. You can, the police are getting weird vibes from all this. Yeah. I mean, how can you say that and then be like, oh, I didn't even know she was missing. Yeah. Like, if you supposedly dropped her off at midnight the night before, like, you you know. Mm-hmm. You were there. So, during all this, Sheila is trying to keep up with the investigation. She's keeping up with, like, all the updates. She's passing out missing flyers. She's going to Dave and Mary's house. She's sitting on Skylar's bed and like mourning the loss of her friend or the disappearance of her friend saying, I wish Skylar was back. I miss her so much. Oh, she's she's inserting herself in this shit. Yeah. Red flag number 90 million. Yeah, you're catching on. (laughs) But Rachel, on the other hand, is the complete opposite. Like she is not reaching out to anyone. She's trying to stay away from the investigation. She is trying to remain like she is completely oblivious to anything or like she never contacts the family, like any of that. And she was also supposed to be Skylar's best friend and she's not showing any sort of emotion or reaction, nothing. What? Yeah. Dude. Oh, we are both very sus in both different are, ways. Yeah. The complete opposite of each yeah, other. Yeah, they're doing the complete opposite things. That is not yeah. a good look, ladies. But... Also, the police can't do much because all they see is Skylar getting into this vehicle willingly and never seen again. So she's considered a runaway. So they won't even release an Amber Alert for her. Oh my God. Yeah, they're thinking these friends of Skylar know something and they're just not sharing. Um, That's what I'm thinking too, babe. Yeah, they think maybe they're protecting her or something happened and they don't want to get in trouble like that. That's where their mindset is on. Mm -hmm. when it comes to Rachel and Sheila. And Dave and Mary are really trying to keep up with police and tips that are coming in. And they put up missing posters for Skylar, but the investigation is still going really slowly. The police were following up on tips, but they weren't actively searching for Skylar. And they told Mary and Dave this during this time. They said that Skylar was a runaway and that she would return. 
That's all they would say. And this continued on for months, two months. Oh my yeah. God, where is this yep. at? Where is this? West Virginia. <laughs> yeah. But good news, something good does happen out of this. I hope, I hope it's a good thing. Same, because right now yeah. all I'm hearing is the police aren't doing their job. But like, can you imagine how crazy you would go as a parent to be told over and over by the people who are supposed to be doing something about your child being missing, not doing anything. Right? Not really doing anything. I would go crazy. Yeah. And Mary, Skylar's mom, takes to Facebook and she like kind of starts calling people out. As she should, period. Yes, as she should, yeah. And she starts raising suspicion of Rachel and Sheila, because up to this point, she had zero suspicion of them. Like she trusted these girls fully. Like she knew they were Skylar's best friends. She would never even question that they would have anything to do with something that happened to Skylar. Yeah. But the way they start acting, she does start to question things and eventually gets to the point where she's like, I know they know something and they're not coming forward about it. And Mary also makes a post on Facebook saying that the police have been uncooperative with them. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, that is kind um, of what it sounds like. She said that the police weren't sharing information and yet she would find out all these things online or from the media or from other people who supposedly got it from the investigation itself. But the police weren't talking to the family, like weren't what? keeping them up to date. The family would have to find out from all these other people oh what was going God. on. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which we hate that. I do. Dude, what the hell? What is with these police departments just not doing their job and doing their due diligence and talking to these families about yeah. what is going on in their investigation? Like, yep. what is up with that? I don't get it. That's your entire job. Yeah. That's your whole job. That's what you were hired to do. Literally. That's like, yeah. what? Mary wanted to get the state police involved. And she asked the city police if they could get help from the state. The city police told her that that wasn't possible and that the state police refused. Ah, but she, Mary, went to the state police herself. And they were literally like, what? No, of course we help with missing person cases. Yeah. Oh my God, so they yeah. just straight up lied to her. Yeah, they lied to her. And that's when thanks to Skylar's own mother, the state police gets involved. Like she had to call and ask them for help. Dang. That wasn't her job. That's somebody's job to, like, collect all the resources that they can to find, like, a missing person. And yet the own mother had to advocate for the victim like that. I really get upset when, like, families are Have mistreated to do it like themselves. that. And I honestly, researching this whole case, I never knew that. I never got that. Except for when it came to the runaway teen stuff from the police and how they kind of halted the investigation like that. I never, other than that got terrible vibes about the police department that was working with them until I saw Mary's Facebook post about this. And like, that's just really unsettling. Yeah, that's sickening. About. Yeah. That is sickening. And Mary says herself a lot of the discoveries that happen after she thinks are due to the state police being involved. Oh, probably. Which, of course, the more hands on deck is always the better. Oh, when yeah. it comes to like solving cases. And it doesn't sound like the city police really was 
doing anything to try to further this investigation at all. Like, no, not at this point anyways. Yeah, they just always want to take the easy route or something. They don't want to waste resources. They just want to say, oh, she's probably a runaway. When I, that's never, like, never the case. I never understood yeah. that. What resources are you wasting? Right, it's literally it's your job. literally your job paid to, to be there anyway. Do like, these things. Yeah. Like, if someone's saying that their daughter is missing, like, you should be using every, especially yeah. for months, you should be using every resource yeah, in, in your two months. grasp to be looking for this yeah. child. I'm sick. So actually, this is when Mary and Dave petition for a new law, and they call it Skylar's Law, and that's to change the assumption that a missing child is a runaway. Yes! That if a child is missing, they are considered missing until they are proven runaway, and that local law enforcement is required to do everything possible to find the missing child. Which, that, that should have been a given. been a fucking... Yeah, that shouldn't should, have to spell this shit out for no, you. No, they should have to make a law to be like... Do your job. Do right? your fucking job and find find a child. But no, we should really be spelling this shit out for law enforcement to be doing their job. Like, come on, man. This yeah. should have already been a thing in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s. Like, this should have already been a thing. Yeah. It's really not until the two-month mark that the investigation picks up. Damn. Yeah. And there's a lot of rumors going around, rumors that Skylar overdosed and that Rachel and Sheila were trying to cover it up. There's rumors of a relationship between Rachel and Sheila. And Rachel and Sheila just seem to separate themselves more and more from everyone else and just kind of have each other during that time. Yeah. They're really secluding themselves. I'm not exactly sure when this happens in the timeline of events, but somewhere around this stage of the investigation, Rachel and Sheila are both offered full immunity. Oh, what? Yeah. Because, well, police are wondering with their stories that maybe an accident happened. That's where the rumors are going to. And maybe they're scared of the consequences of coming forward. And so everyone's desperate. The family's desperate. The police are desperate. The community is. So they're like, we'll offer these girls immunity and see like they spill. If anything, like they can bring anything. That's so interesting. And it still doesn't. Nothing ever comes out of that, really. No. Weird. Weird. Especially if like I don't remember this case. I don't know what happened to her. I'm on the same page as everyone that is listening right now. Yeah. If they did something to her, that is the perfect opportunity. To just be like, yep, we killed her, we dumped her here, peace. You can't yeah. do anything to well, me because that's not what I have happens. immunity. Oh, really? <laughs> I well, don't know. <laughs> it's not, they don't give in, like, they don't do anything. They don't spill the tea about anything for the oh, immunity. Oh, oh, that's what you're saying. I'm not saying what happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why didn't they spill the tea? Right? They obviously are hiding something. This is the perfect opportunity to spill the tea and... You don't even get a slap on the wrist. Yeah. You just walk free, whatever you did. And Full immunity. Like, in interviews, police report Sheila and Rachel showing physical signs of lying. They're fidgeting. They won't look people in the eye. They're playing with their hair. Like, all that. Like, they're clearly lying. Yeah. Did they ever get administered polygraph tests? Yes, later. And oh, I'll go okay. into that. But they do. And Rachel's story begins to change when talking to police again. She says that they didn't bring Skylar home, that while they were out riding, Skylar had gotten out of the car 
and started running into the woods. And they went after her and couldn't find her. Girl. Yeah. Come on. What? Yeah. Yeah, right. So after that is when the police are like, okay, we're going to give you a polygraph test. Okay. You're starting to change your story. And that's, yeah. So Sheila changes her story to match Rachel's. She says, yeah, Skylar jumped out of the car, ran into the woods. We couldn't find her. I just don't understand the point of changing your story. If anything, that's going to make you look even yeah, more Just suspicious. stick to whatever you said in the first place. Or, right. you know, just tell the truth and own up to your actions. But true. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Sheila totally fails the polygraph test. I mean, young girl. <laughs> and, Ain't you know. No 16-year-old is going to be running straight into the dark-ass woods at midnight. No. Sorry. Yeah. It's just not happening. And um, I'm not doing that shit during the day. Like, what? Sheila fails the polygraph test, and polygraph tests aren't truly reliable, but they also can say a lot. Rachel has to take one, too, and on her way to take the test, she jumps out of a moving vehicle that her father is driving, and she runs away to somebody's house. What the fucking hell are these kids going on? That says a lot. Like, the polygraph might say whatever it says, but you jumping out of a moving vehicle to avoid going to take this polygraph test? That says even more than what a polygraph would say. Yeah. What is with these people? Rachel's kind of falling apart. She's deteriorating. What is in the air in West Virginia, babe? (laughs) So police actually go back and look through the footage again from that night. As they should have in the beginning. Why they didn't do that sooner is beyond me, but for some reason it doesn't happen till later. Um, and they start to look at earlier in the night and they find that Skylar was never picked up at eleven. Oh big surprise though, you right? Motherfuckers, <laughs> you could have known that from yeah. day fucking one. Literally day one they had the footage and they just didn't look back farther to make sure Sheila was telling the truth. And they started at like what, twelve thirty? Yeah, they started. They could have stopped yeah. an hour and a half beforehand. Yeah. They could have just done yeah, that. They and- could have just gone back to eleven o'clock and seen Oh, did Sheila pick up Skylar oh, right. and drop her, drop her off or whatever? They were but, there too. Yeah, I mean that popo could have turned around and been like, "All right, I'll see lying. a car. <laughs> Where the car at, girl? Where the car? I don't at? see. <laughs> Where the car at? Not there. Yeah. So this story that Sheila and Rachel have been telling is a total lie, but again, there's nothing that anyone can be charged with. No one knows what happens to Skylar. She's still somewhat considered a runaway. And they can't really say much about what Sheila and Rachel are involved with. So that's sickening, but okay. Yeah. But at this point, Skylar's parents are really starting to see that Sheila and Rachel are being uncooperative, um, that they're clearly hiding something. And they start to really fear that something happened to their daughter that her two best friends had something to do with. My, that was my foot popping. Holy shit. <laughs> I hope that, like, got picked up on the mic. I hope not. Dude, I I hope everyone understands the shenanigans that go on when we do these right. things. <laughs> we will never get complete silence when doing these things. Like, it's just, like, we no. have to go to the guy. And this is at a time when none of your roommates are home. Right? Yeah. You literally were like, oh, my gosh. It's going to be perfect. It was quieter when they were here. <laughs> it was, because Indy had something to go distract herself with, right? with people here. <laughs> and for Rachel, her mental health keeps getting worse and worse. And in late December, 
during a fight with her mother, Rachel completely has a mental breakdown and her parents actually have to call 911 on her. Uh, At first, she was outside screaming at them and really causing a scene. And they get her to go inside, but she ends up barricading herself in her room and threatening to kill herself. So they call 911. They don't know how to handle her and they need help. So Rachel is taken to a psychiatric hospital where she stays for five days. Mm -hmm. And immediately leaving the hospital on January 3rd, she goes with her lawyer and police to go in for an interview. Wait, January? Yes, this is January (gasps) now. Yes, this is how much time this case takes. And it takes even longer. And this happened? This happened in July. Yeah, oh, this case did not. This is a whole other year. This yeah. is in 2013. Now mm-hmm. this is 2013, <gasps> beginning of January. She gets out of the hospital and she immediately goes in for an interview with the police. It was actually the polygraph test that was rescheduled, and it was supposed to be during the time that she was in the hospital. But then her mental breakdown happened, so they had to reschedule again. But they want her to do it first thing when she gets out of the hospital because they don't want her to see Sheila before they can interview her. Smart. Yeah. So it's only a few questions into this interview when Rachel says, we stabbed her. What the fuck? So what really happened that night of July 5th, around midnight, the girls called Skylar and asked her if she wanted to go out with them and smoke some weed. And they'd been falling out with Skylar and had really began to distance themselves from her. So Skylar hesitated at first, but eventually she says yes because they keep asking. And they went and picked up Skylar. And meanwhile, in the trunk of Sheila's car, they had an actual kill kit. Yeah. This is all very planned out. (gasps) Uh, They'd actually planned this out in their science class. What the? At school. Fucking. And uh, people will come forward later and say, that they witnessed Rachel and Sheila talking about murder at school. Yeah. Y'all and are, no one came forward. Y'all are in biology. I don't know how specific <laughs> they were talking or how specific the witness heard them talking about planning out a murder, but they were planning out a murder and no one came forward about it. And there were witnesses to it. So that's I mean, upsetting. I'm, I'm sure that like hindsight yes, is always 2020. People don't want to assume Right. Their classmates are actually going to kill someone. So who knows? It's very vague about that, like, witness statement, but it does exist. Oh, my God. Y'all are in biology yeah. or chemistry or something. And you're know. science, yeah. talking about murdering their, their best friend. Their best friend. Just out in the open like that. Uh-huh. Girl, and get back to your periodic table. I am in shock. It's so upsetting. This whole case is really... It gets... It's so upsetting. Sheila and Rachel were wearing hoodies that night and they had hidden knives in their hoodie pocket. And in the trunk, they had clean clothes, bleach, shovels, and towels. <gasps> yeah. So Sheila and Rachel drive Skylar out to a very secluded back road and they get out of the car and they're walking and they purposely left a lighter back in the car. So they tell Skylar, hey, can you go get the lighter? She turns around. The girls counted three because they planned this. And on three, they stab. Oh my God. Yeah. What? How? What is amazing to me is that it's two people. 
Mm-hmm. Like two of these people have to be that deranged. That twisted and deranged. And I will say to me, I mean, they're both fucked up for what mm-hmm. they did, but Sheila specifically really just seems like the, the psychopath mm-hmm. and the one that really truly might not have remorse for it even. I mean, it kind of shows in, yeah. like, Rachel's it's breakdown. like, Rachel, her emotions start to get to where she starts really feel guilt over it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't justify, like, doesn't oh, yeah, ex- no. excuse anything or call for any kind of whatever. She starts to break down from this. She can't handle, like, what she did to Skyler. But Sheila could, and she probably would have gone on never telling anyone and being okay with it and never showing emotion over it and never having a breakdown over it. That's kind of the what you get from Sheila. And that was Skylar's best friend since they were eight years old. Oh my God. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, and she's like probably a psychopath. So she has to be. Oh yeah, there's no this. way. Rachel does show a little more remorse. emotion and remorse and guilt about it. But she clearly can't handle what she did to Skylar. They had actually tackled her to the ground. Skylar did fight back and she managed to take Rachel's knife and cut her in the knee, but it's two against one. They still overpowered her and they continued to stab her until she wasn't making any sounds anymore. The last thing that Skylar said to them was why. Oh my God. I mean, same, that is my question exactly. Why? Like, what could be the reason? Like, what? What's the possible motive to kill somebody? In general, yeah. I mean, first of all, ever. So they try to dig a hole, but they find that the ground is really too rocky and muddy and clay. Like, they're unable to dig a hole, so they actually cover Skylar with a bunch of sticks and brush and leave her there. Oh, yeah. Uh. And just a side note, the next morning at 9 a.m., Sheila tweeted, always keep your cool. What? Yeah. Girl, what do you mean? Well, keep your cool. You just stabbed your best friend to death. Yeah. So (sighs) Rachel's confessed. This is Uh January. And um, when they asked Rachel why they did it, she said, because they didn't like her anymore. What? Yeah. Because they didn't like her anymore? Yeah, what the fuck? Ew! That is so deranged. That is like... Oh, God. They didn't like Skylar anymore, so they killed her. (sighs) Girl, you could have just been like, hey, so I don't think like we should hang out anymore. Could have been anything. You could have just been mean to her. You could have honestly, like honestly anything, but kill her because you didn't like her anymore. That's so unnecessary. How does that, how twisted do you have to be that that's your motivation to kill somebody? Look, what was the reason that you didn't even like her anymore? Her and Sheila were best friends since they were eight. Right. So I I don't think Sheila, I don't even know if she felt anything. That's true. If she was like a sociopath. I think she just used people. Yeah. And was a sociopath and she got Rachel under her wing and manipulated her. I think mm-hmm. she's the manipulator. I mean, that makes yeah. sense. That's kind of how my brain makes sense of it, even though this is totally senseless. But I just think Sheila must be a sociopath and Rachel just must be very 
vulnerable. I guess. Maybe. I don't know. How could you be so vulnerable that you would kill someone? Naive. But... Yeah. But I, what... I think she really wanted to impress Sheila. I think she wanted to kind of escape like her Christian family and like upbringing. And she wanted to be a teenager and she wanted to be liked and popular. So, and she knew Sheila, like to her, Sheila's opinion ma- mattered. Um, so that's kind of how she got under Sheila's influence. But from there, I really don't understand. What is weird to me is that like, if Sheila has been like this her whole life. Yeah, there's no like precursors going on. Like there's she's nothing. Not, like there's nothing. She's just a typical rebellious teen. Like she right? sneaks out past curfew. She has sex. She like smokes weed. None of that makes you a killer. There's right? nothing violent supposed like so far about her. She never got Skylar to do anything like that. Like when they were friends, like what if this oh. is gonna make weird this is weird, but like Sure. If they were friends, like, for forever, why didn't they team up? Like, why wasn't Sheila talking to Skylar and being like, I don't, I don't know about Skylar this, was capable this Rachel girl. Like, I don't know about her. But, like, trying to get her. And there's something about Rachel that Rachel is that Skylar isn't. Because I don't right. think Skylar or most people could ever be capable Right, I mean, like yeah, absolutely. Someone, but it's some weird that there Rachel was no... Was. But it's weird that they no were friends for so that. long. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. They were friends for a decade. Yeah, yeah, just about, almost. What the hell? Sheila was a daughter to Dave and Mary. It like, just doesn't add up. Like, yep. something had to have happened. Like, well, yeah, and they're, like, you kind of think there must have been something else. So we'll kind of get into that. Okay. There isn't much because it's all kind of based on rumors, but we can like kind of theorize what their motives could have been beyond Sheila maybe just being a sociopath. Who knows? Because mm-hmm. yeah, we didn't like her. Like, I don't really know. gross. So obviously that really comes as a complete shock to everybody. Uh, no one could have suspected that they'd intentionally murder her and plan it out. Like, they knew these girls were scared. They knew they were hiding something. But they thought this whole time that Skylar probably overdosed. And they covered it up. Or something. Overdosed on what, though? I don't They've know. Only That's had, the rumors that like, were going around Like, smoked weed, All they did was smoke weed. Yeah, I know. You can't OD on nope. weed. <laughs> but I don't know. They, I don't know. They could have come up with other drugs, I guess. That's true. I mean, alcohol poisoning. Yeah. I guess. But Rachel led police to Skylar's body, or where it was supposed to be. It was January. It was super snowy, so that Rachel actually wasn't able to pinpoint where it was with all the snow. So they had to wait a few weeks for the snow to melt before they could find unidentifiable skeletal remains. So they found remains. They knew it was Skylar, but they couldn't say it was Skylar. Unidentifiable? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... I guess, I think this is because it's only based off Rachel's confession at this point, and there's no evidence. The girls aren't immediately charged or anything. And, like, rumors had, like, really picked up at school about these girls, and it had been really difficult for them to be at school, so they were actually homeschooled now. But they aren't charged with anything or taken anywhere or any of that. Like, they're left to, like, live their lives right now. Even after Rachel yeah. confessed and yeah. led even them after, to her body? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. What the hell? I don't... What? It's, I don't understand why the investigation is going really slow at this point. It doesn't really add up. But they're... I guess they're just waiting for certain things to happen, like the body being identified. But Rachel's already confessed. But there's still... It's still some time before anything's, like, done about it. Weird. Yeah. So it's not until early March that it is publicly announced that the skeletal remains had been found and that they were those of Skylar niece. And Sheila tweets, rest easy, Skylar, you'll always be my best friend after <sighs> her body is found and identified. And Rachel tweets, rest in peace, baby. I love and miss you more than anything. May you finally have justice. What After you've already hell? confessed to fucking killing her, you're gonna say, may you have justice? Girl, yeah, well, justice would be like you being you, in prison. Yeah, yeah. But they're just, they're keeping up appearances. They want to appear innocent. And meanwhile, every day, they're just tweeting bullshit. Why are they not taken into custody at this point? I don't know. They, like, they aren't yet. How are um, they just like free to post and tweet? And I'm not sure. Live? I'm really not entirely sure. I mean, I guess until you... I, I don't know. I was going to say, I guess until like they know for sure, like, DNA comes back that that is her. But she confessed. She led you to a body. Regardless yeah. of if it was her or not, like, that is a criminal offense. But it does. It takes time. And on March 30th, Sheila tweeted, we really did go on three. Holy and shit. Everyone is pretty sure it's about the murder. We really did go on three. Yeah. Really fucked up. Oh my uh, God. So Sheila Eddie was arrested on May 1st and Rachel ended up turning herself in. And they were both charged as adults for the murder of Skylar Niece. Uh, Sheila pleaded guilty for the first degree murder and was sentenced to life in prison. And Rachel pleaded guilty for second degree murder and was sentenced to 30 years. 30 years? Yeah. I don't know about that big fella. Yeah. I don't know. She might have worked something out because she confessed to it. And I guess, yeah, body, that's true. But still. And it was clearly planned ahead. So why she couldn't get... It was first degree murder. Because they planned ahead. They both planned but, it. It wasn't um, just Sheila that planned it. They both planned it. That is they first both did. degree murder. Yeah. Maybe she cut a deal. I don't know how you can cut a deal with... I don't know. A murderer... But, yep. And I guess the only kind of good thing to come out of this case is that in West Virginia, there is now Skyler's Law, which requires an Amber Alert to be put out for all missing children, not just those believed to have been kidnapped. That is That's good something good. But still, like, you shouldn't have had but, to make a whole law about that. No, that shouldn't. Every time a child goes given. missing, there should be an Amber Alert. Yeah. Point blank, period. I want to see what they look like. Yeah, look them up. I'm going to look um, them up. And we're creating an Instagram. Like, we're going to have an episode or a post for each episode. And we'll include important photos of the investigation that, like, relate to how we're telling the case and the order that we're telling it in. Uh, there's a lot of photos. Oh, my God. So, Rachel's the redhead. And then Skylar has, like, the shorter hair. <gasps> I don't know why I thought she would be blonde. She, like... Who? Skylar. Skylar just seems like Sheila was kind of blonde at some point, but she also colors her hair or something at some point too, maybe in some photos. 
But yeah, like Sheila was the blonde, Skylar, brown hair, really pretty blue eyes. Oh my god! Yeah. They were like normal. They look so normal. Yeah, they look so normal. In 2012, I looked like that. Right? (laughs) I looked like that in 2012. I was taking those, those are girls we could have gone to school with, and they looked like perfectly normal girls right. who were like a trio, right? Like I was like, literally doing the same thing. Yeah. I was taking selfies like that and putting those filters on it and doing this stupid collage thing. Yeah. Oh my god! And speaking on the kill itself, really violent. The way this murder—I read it be described as a thrill kill. Which, when you're talking about two young individuals, and one of them has been close to the victim their entire childhood, and there's, like, no precursors with these girls to hint that they were, like, capable of this, and they hadn't been violent before, it's said that they stabbed Skylar, like, dozens of times. Oh, my God. Yeah. Really such a senseless thing to do. And, like, the reasoning, like, because we didn't like her just doesn't... Makes sense. That's a really scary answer, if that's it. No, that's terrifying. It can't. It can't have been that. No. So, I mean, we can, like, kind of get into theories. Okay. As to maybe, like, the real reason they might have wanted to kill her. I mean, I got them. Really, there's the theory, and it's kind of based off the rumors that were going around, and also Skylar's journal, that the two were either in a relationship or questioning their sexuality and they wanted to keep it hidden and killed Skylar so that she wouldn't out them. That was what I was thinking. Okay. Yeah. That's, That's kind of like maybe the possible motivation. Still doesn't seem like good enough mo- well, never is it good enough motive, but just because you're gay or whatever. What is so weird? I just like, can't get over how normal they looked. Yeah. Yeah. And I said theories. That's pretty much the only theory I have. I don't know you have any other ideas that's pretty much what i'm left with either sheila's a total sociopath which i'm kind of thinking she is either way or maybe they were upset and freaked out about being outed which i don't really see skylar as someone who would yeah um i don't know it's so senseless that i just don't understand where their heads were at and i don't think sheila would have ever come clean about it if it was just Sheila. Oh, definitely. It was really just Rachel having that breakdown and her mental health not, or her like not being able to deal with what they'd done that really led to them figuring out what happened to Skylar. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only theory I have. Rachel and Sheila were like experimenting with their sexuality. Yeah. Skylar knew. And maybe even like Rachel had a lot of shame about it if she was raised so Christian and was raised. I mean, I mean, yeah, like she could have had, I mean, that could have been a point that Sheila made to her if that convinced her to maybe. do this. Yeah. If she was like, you know, like your family would really not like it if you were gay. And supposedly there's articles going around that Rachel has gotten married. Dude, I'm on that right now. To a female. Yeah. So that would prove she's actually gay and not just experimenting. But yeah, supposedly she got married recently in prison. Then that doesn't really add up then. She's obviously not ashamed well, of her what sexuality. Else does she, I mean, 
What else does she have to be ashamed about? I mean, I guess that's very true. She's in prison prison for 30 years. For 30 years. Wow. And look at her. Like... Yeah. She looks like... They're in their late 20s now. Any... She, she, looks she looks like another girl. She looks like somebody who would work at the coffee shop with us. Like she's right? just like she a, just looks so which I mean, how does a killer look? But right? She just looks so they just all look so normal. It's so upsetting because this didn't there's no reason this should have ever happened. There's never an excuse for murder, but in this case, it's like, but why? Oh god. Mary and Dave like lost their whole life over this. That was their only child. And their most recent their most recent mug shots really got me dead. Yeah, I saw those today. Smiling, like like they did nothing. I'm shook. That was the case of Skylar Nice. I'm literally shook. I literally It's so unbelievable. I don't even know what to say. Yeah. They planned it for months. Yeah. Like what? They fully planned this murder out. <laughs> Does Sheila just absolutely have to Zero remorse. It doesn't feel like it or seem like that. Rachel has definitely showed remorse, I think, but it doesn't seem like Sheila has. Yeah. She'll be in prison the rest of her life. Although I think they're both possibly up for parole at some point. Yeah, Sheila will be eligible for parole May 1st, 2028. (gasps) Rachel is eligible for parole May 1st, 2023. Oh, that was 2024, but maybe 2023. Oh my God. That's so close. Ew! God, well, there's Next no way. There's I mean, no she's way. not getting out, obviously. No, but can you imagine if she did? She would have only served 10 years for what really was first-degree murder. Because she full-on planned it. Planned it out with Sheila. 10 years? That's it? Yeah. Eligible for parole after 10 years? That's the price on Skylar's life. What the fuck? Uh-uh. So they were all being distant from her because they were planning her murder. Yeah. I don't know how far in advance they were planning, if it was like weeks or a month or months, but yeah, it was during that time that they planned to kill her. Ah, I like just feel disgusting now. Yeah. Like that is just literally one of the worst things a human being can do to another human being. Well, fuck. (laughs) Yeah. So that was the case of Sky, Sky, (laughs) fuck. Same. <laughs> that was the case of Skylar Nice. Please give a follow and subscribe on any of our social medias listed. Leave a rating. Reach out to us on any case you'd like to hear covered or anything spooky or weird. Uh, we'll look into it. And we want to cover mostly cases that need coverage, especially if they're unsolved. So definitely yes. send in those ones that you know yes. about. Yes, if you know of... Any cases that don't have a lot of traction, yeah, we need to know because we need to get those the are the word ones we want out. to talk about. Yes, um, and I think that's it. Yeah, what a horrible case! Very terrible. So, stay spooky, stay strange, and we'll see you in the next one. <laughs>